Just last week, one of our kids was over and we were talking and I looked at my wife and she was blitzed. I mean, she was just ready for bed. So she said, I'm going to go get ready for bed. And I said, okay. And I kept talking with uh, that child. And when I finally got into the bedroom, Dina was like head under the covers, lights out. She was snoring. She was totally out. It was like this. I mean, so fast. And I knew it had been a long day, a long week, a long month. And there are times when as a parent, you are just uh, totally shot. You're gone. You're exhausted. Um, how do you show grace in those moments? I mean, I, I was ready to talk to her, but she was totally asleep. Well, I'm John Fuller, joined by Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads up our parenting team. And Danny, this is with an adult child who's visiting, not little kids. Parenting is just exhausting the whole way through. I mean, mm. was there a season where you or Heather really struggled with just staying awake? <laughs> Uh, all from from beginning to end, John. Yeah, <laughs> we nod off here and there. I I still remember the most tired I felt was when we first had my son Alex. He was our first child. It was that first weekend. Uh, my my wife had had a difficult delivery, <laughs> and I, I literally fell asleep in the hallway. I just laid down. I said, "I'm just going to lay here for just a minute." And I was just passed out in the hallway. <laughs> My wife said, are you okay? And I said, I'm so tired. We were both exhausted. Yeah. And that's when... I've mentioned my in-laws and oh, actually my mother-in-law and my mom came over to just help us out. They said, hey, you guys need a little bit of help? We said, yes, absolutely. We just need some sleep. And uh, I was going, man, I think I'm going to start hallucinating, John. I mean, it was I was so tired. And I have a picture of my son laying on me. I was in, in his room. He was an infant and he was laying on my chest and I was just sleeping on the floor. Just holding him because he wouldn't, he wouldn't stop crying. Yeah, and oldest, I just laid down, yeah. and he, he right next to the heartbeat, wow. and he fell asleep. <laughs> I love looking at that picture and reminding myself I got through that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, well, Mom and Dad, you are more resilient than you know. And uh, there are times when you are just uh, feeling like, I can't really do one more step. But here's some encouragement for you from Courtney Ellis. She spoke with Focus President Jim Daly, and uh, she said she's been really fatigued as a parent. I mean, that is such a busy time that you get lost in all that. You don't feel it, and you're probably typically not doing great in your marriage either. I mean, there's just a lot of pulls, and that can be a whole nother side of this, you know, that with all the burdens, you're just not communicating well spiritually, emotionally, physically. I mean, that's another whole area, right? Exhaustion is is difficult, right? And that can be difficult on your marriage. And there were nights where we knew we had had to have a difficult conversation, but we were just both so tired. We would schedule it, right? Like, great, date night, hard conversation. That's always a great way, right? Like, let's have appetizers and an argument. Um, But God (laughs) is really faithful. and, And part of the reason we need to be intentional about spiritual practices early in marriage before children come Mm. along is so that you can pull on some of those reserves Mm. and some of that trust and some of those bonds and just the, you know, we don't have to have this particular argument because we can just trust each other in this moment, right? That we're not actually angry. We're just tired and we can get to the other side. You uh, mentioned in the book another great story where you find out you're pregnant with your third child, and that was a more difficult pregnancy. What was the circumstance? And I can only imagine the additional weight that that added, but describe what happened. 
Yeah, when we talked about expanding our family to one more child, we thought we kind of knew what we were in for. I had done this twice before and it went pretty well. And, you know, we had these two beautiful boys and, you know, we prayed about it and we're like, okay, we're, we're open to this. And then we got pregnant with our girl and it was a completely different physical experience for me. I was now throwing up multiple, multiple, multiple times a day and and borderline non-functional. I was going to do my job and I would, you know, I would lead the opening prayer and then I'd run to the bathroom and throw up and then I'd preach a sermon and then I'd run to the bathroom and throw up and then I'd do the benediction and I couldn't do anything unless I was chewing peppermint <laughs> gum all oh the time, goodness. which is such a no-no in public speaking. And yeah. it was mm. just relentless. And so that's where the book took an extended turn because I couldn't write for a while. I, there were days I struggled to sit up. There were days I struggled to eat anything at all. And the it turned into a chapter on the spiritual practice of suffering. Yeah, in in the in that context, you described how difficult it was. I think in some ways, just to feel so helpless. Yeah. And let's drill into that a little bit because I'm sure many many women feel that at times, especially if they're having their third child, their fourth child, whatever it might be, and you you just feel disconnected and helpless. Describe it. I'm such a doer, and I think that's true of many parents because we have to be to get through the day. And to have a season where I couldn't do much was really difficult. And my husband reminded me of the time he had his knee surgery and in the recovery from that when he could do very little. And he said, you know, we are all needy sometimes. Mm. And so to throw yourself on the mercy of God and the love of your community, you know, my husband and I pastor together at our church and we're used to being the people who bring the meals, right. the people who give the love, the people who drop off the things and to have our church family say, let us help you. Let us bring you meals. Let us bring hard. you dinner. It was humbling, but it was so important mm. because our posture before God is not of givers, it's of receivers. And we learn so much by receiving. Did you have to talk about that? Did it feel, I mean, I think you even described it as feeling a bit of shame that you weren't able to do. So, I mean, you guys are definitely doers if you're feeling shame if you don't do. Yes, and I think when it's, especially when it's a third child or a second child and it wasn't just that I was leaving my husband to fend for himself. He's very capable. You know, he can cook, he can clean, he can do all the things, but it was him and two children where often he'd get home from a really long day and I was like, here, you know, like yeah. I'm out, I'm going to bed at 7 p.m. I'm done, I'm toasted. And realizing that the the love within our marriage and the love of God and the love of our community, when we let them in on it and said, you know, we really do need some help, yeah. they were there for us. You know, it's interesting. You, you talk about Psalm 23, which in there it says, you know, God uh, makes us to lie down. Never, I never thought about it like a swift kick <laughs> where he takes your feet out from under you and makes yeah. you lie down if you're like overextended. But Describe how that scripture related to you at that time. It's so fascinating with scripture because we can read a passage a dozen times or a hundred times, mm -hmm. and then you you come to it at a certain day in your life or a season in your life, and it speaks so differently and so loudly. And that was Psalm 23. I didn't make it past verse two. <laughs> he makes me lie down in green pastures. And it was this reminder from God that this this is your job right now. 
lay down. I never thought of the fact he doesn't say helps you. He says makes you. Right? There's a, <laughs> that is a little like, different. Yeah. I've always taken it as helps you. Right? That's Leads funny. me besides quiet waters kind of sounds like a gentle thing, but yeah. makes me lie down because I think so many of us, especially those of us who work in ministry, have this helper, doer, goer, and, and accomplish all of these things because the kingdom is important. And ultimately, God was telling me, I, I build the kingdom. You work for me. Well, Danny, Courtney was referring to Psalm 23. I think that's probably one of the most known passages in all of the Bible. It really is so powerful. Uh, do you have some specific spots that are speaking to you right now as you're thinking about it? Yeah, I was looking at it uh, just recently. That's my son's favorite piece of scripture, mm. Psalm 23. He would actually fall asleep to a song that went through that. Nice. And, the, the one that stands out to me is, He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. What does that look like to restore our soul? It's not just to be restored and feeling renewed as far as just not tired anymore. There's a restoration from deep within uh, where uh, you feel that, that, that wholeness, that fullness that God only God can give to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I, I love the peacefulness that is there, but I know Ray Vanderlaan speaks about this in in, in some of his teaching that the, the green pastures is not what we're used to, our lawns that are nicely manicured. They're little patches of grass in the wilderness. And that totally changed my perspective on that green pastures yeah. part. But still waters I know, I've seen that, and restoring my soul. I long for that, John. Mm. Well, that's really life-giving. And uh, maybe right now what you need to do is just pull up uh, your browser and look for Psalm 23 or your Bible on your phone or grab one. Uh, it's a good psalm, and God's Word has enduring power in our lives. Um, another book you might pick up, in addition to the Bible, would be from Courtney Ellis. And uh, Courtney has a terrific resource called Almost Holy Mama, Life-Giving Spiritual Practices for Weary Parents. Um, this is really wonderful if you're feeling exhausted while raising your kids. And we'll send that to you for a gift of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family today. Sign up to be a monthly sustainer or make a one-time contribution of any amount. And uh, details about donating and getting the book are in the show notes. We'd also love to point you to our webpage for the seven traits of effective parenting. That's a really helpful grid to approach your parenting to understand how you as a parent have influence over your child. And uh, you can learn more in the episode notes. We'll hear more from Courtney next time as she discusses the joy of travel as a family. And uh, for now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Smalley. And I'm Erin Smalley. Marriage is an amazing gift from God, but it can also be a challenge sometimes. That's right. We could all use a little guidance. And that's why we started our podcast, Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. We talk about things like recognizing conflict cycles, dealing with stress, and how to grow your love each day. Listen at crazylittlethingcalledmarriage.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We can't wait to see you there.